podcast. Blurgoth, Blurgoth, he's our man. If he can't do it, fuck. I regret, I regret what I just did. Just so you know. <laughs> you know what you don't see either in the abyss or you know, hell? Janitors. They have no fucking janitors there. Who? <laughs> <laughs> it's the wacky wave waving in front of the Yo, they horny for this one. Nope, they're not. Nope. <laughs> nope, don't like that. Nope. Do not like. I don't know, I'm a fan. You didn't have to say it in a weird voice. Oh, okay. That would have been fine. Alright, alright, my bad. Mm-hmm. Yo, they horny for this one. You can use proper English, and it's even funnier. <laughs> They are they horny are, for this. They are quite <laughs> horny for this one. You just still did a voice. Yes, I did. You can't not do a voice. I know. Just I, say horny. Horny. Just say it like a regular person. <laughs> Hor- they, they're horny for this one. There you go. That was great. That was hilarious. Uh, no, that high energy <laughs> I for like this. this. High energy <laughs> podcast. And welcome to another episode of Outside the Stat Block. <laughs> I am Chris, and as you may have noticed from that intro, we have another new guest with us today. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, I'm Jesse. <laughs> no, our uh, um, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we do not have Ben back yet. We are uh, working on it. He should be back next week. If not, it's the following week. However. I am very excited for uh, this recording, as we are all uh, excited here at OTSB, because we have uh, something that we were talking about uh, forever ago. All the way from episode one, we were talking about how we wanted to have a woman that plays D&D to come and be a guest on our show. Absolutely, because that is one perspective that all the pretend in the world doesn't give you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, not only that, uh, but the guest that we do have is uh, one of my closest friends. Uh, she's one of the smartest people I know. She's hilarious. And without any further ado, actually, well... Hmm. Uh, so fine. no, wait, I'm a little more ado. Yeah, I would little, like some more ado. Hold on, a little more ado. So, uh, no, so Kate's been playing for a little under a year. She caught on super quick and she was uh, a star at the table real fast. Um, she did something that a lot of players have trouble doing. Uh, at first, I know I actually did, even though I love playing pretend, uh, but that's staying in character, and Kate would just stay in character no matter what Like was going on. She was just Gorman, the gnome druid, <laughs> at the table the entire time, and we all commented on it, probably like, what, the, the like month before we stopped? playing like a month before the campaign yeah. ended about how yeah no out of everybody and we all that's the thing is like we all love to uh just lean into our characters and role play but yeah no she came in and and definitely just worked it real well oh well, i feel the, like uh, gorman wasn't that far from like who i would be if I died a few times and knew I could come back. <laughs> like, if I had no fear, then yeah. <laughs> it wasn't hard to be in character. I loved how cocky he got after, like, uh, especially after, like, uh, um, 
she turned into a giant toad and swallowed a basilisk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that was that was great. Yeah. Our, the newest player at the table was the most competent player in battle. By accident. Because <laughs> <laughs> I looked in the book and I went, ooh, a toad. Toad? <laughs> I can that do sounds toad. like fun. <laughs> um, so, yes, no, welcome, Kate. Thank you for uh, being a part of this. Well, thanks um, for having me. I'm sorry I was busy the past 20 weeks. And I couldn't make it till now because I know you wanted me like episode one. But I, yeah. I was super busy yeah, doing stuff. It's totally understandable. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'm glad that you were able to make it today. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No. And thanks for biting off. Yeah. All the other women who wanted to be on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, it, it was, letting me be the first one. I mean, we did have a, a, thro- a toss up, but uh, mm-hmm. we talked about it and we definitely decided to go with uh mm. Go the one with who our, plays your game. Go yeah. with the one that plays our game. <laughs> yeah, with us. That was a good idea, guys. Yes. Thanks. That yeah. was yeah. that was exactly the thought cool. process. You nailed it. Like <laughs> nail on the head. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> oh man! So tell us a little bit about yourself and, and um, your D and D experience. Ooh, about me, I embraced my inner nerd like a few years ago. I think mostly because of you. <laughs> I think a lot no, of it was sense. because of you. Because other than that, I was really trying to like keep it hidden. But I started listening to D and D podcasts, mm-hmm. and I already liked a lot of the lore and stuff that went with it from like other fiction, yeah. like how it pops up everywhere. Um, What's your favorite one? My favorite one, what D and D podcast? Oh, the Adventure Zone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, we actually went on a long uh, road trip, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I talked her into listening to an entire like mini arc, and uh, she fell in love with it. I did. Yeah, no, it's I so love that good. podcast. It's so good. Those boys are so lovable. Yep. <laughs> I think I'm the, the only person at this table who has yet to listen to the Adventure I can't Zone. Believe- oh, yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, it's so uh, fun. Yeah, no, Ben. Ben's listened to it as well. And I know. That's why. I'm- yeah, right, right, right. Everyone. Right. Yeah, Just no. Peer pressure, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> adhere to it. I won't think you're cool unless you listen to the Adventure Zone. Well, coincidence. I also don't think I'm cool. Oh. <laughs> hey, Chris. Foiled. Hey, I think you're cool, and I don't appreciate you talking about yourself like that. <laughs> I'm angry now. Well, that's a now damn we shame. can't. No, now we can't record. Now I'm fucking pissed off. All right, this oh. is really bad energy. All right. Damn. All right. Can I go shopping? No. Can I just leave? So anyway, what's our segment for today? <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, so not only am I excited that Kate's here, uh, I'm really excited to do what we're going to do today, which is a brand new segment that's called Top Picks. We're workshopping it. Let us know. Let us know what you think. Leave it in the comments below. But yeah, so what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be listing off our top five uh, favorite subclasses in D&D, 5e. So with this, it's uh, the reason why we pick them. They can be absolutely anything um, from role-playing to a beast in battle. You know, uh, uh, anything that makes that subclass fun. And, you know, there's there's a few of them in there that are not great in battle, but are just... Ranger! Yep. But they're fun. I haven't heard like, that. That's weird. <laughs> I thought everyone loved rangers. <laughs> but, I mean, like, it, it would... It's fun to roleplay until you 
die. Yeah. <laughs> or it, it's not even that you die. It's that you just don't help your partner. Yeah, you become <laughs> severely outclassed by every other person at the table, and then you're just sad. Rough. I died a few times in the last game. It was fine. <laughs> but you were very competent and also killed a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. Also, you were a druid, which is like a ranger, but better. Yeah. That's a really cool <laughs> yeah, right, right. So we're going to be listing off our, our top five. So how this is going to work is uh, we all have D20s at the table. We're going to roll initiative, and then we're going to... Uh, that initiative order is which is the way that we're going to suggest one by one with subclass and we're going to go around and now the only rule is is that once a subclass is named you cannot name that subclass so you must move on if chris you take the subclass i was thinking of well so sorry so sad for me i gotta think of something else and that saves you know that saves both time and listener attention you won't have to hear us repeat ourselves a thousand times right 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 yeah no uh i actually had a lot of difficulty with this because there are so many subclasses that it was so hard for me to just narrow down to the top like so i wrote i ended up writing down about like 22 and i was like all right i need to condense <laughs> that was this. ridiculous yeah i mean the absolute yeah. max we're gonna have is 15 right yeah, yeah. I, well i mean i made i made a list of 15 because i'm almost positive at least a couple of these are gonna oh, overlap yeah. for you guys oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah mine might not not all of mine one or two of them. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I have seven. I know so. that there is at least one. T- there's a choice each on mm-hmm. this list that both of you have. I mm. know this for a fact. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, samesies. <laughs> samesies. <laughs> all right. Um, so uh, we all have our dies. Why don't mm-hmm. we go ahead and uh, yeah, roll initiative? All right. And then fight. <gasps> okay. I wish I could roll like this in games. All right. All right, so what do we have for uh, initiative order? 18. 19. 19. Ooh. And 13. Damn. So I go yes. last. Uh, Jesse is last. Uh, Chris is going second. And to jump it off. How are you spelling Chris's name? I what is that? Yeah, what is that? What is he, European? <laughs> I actually went to school with somebody that spelt his, uh, his name like that. Was he European? No, he was not. Hmm. All right, so uh, okay. take us away. Kate, top of the round. All right, What's my your... first one. Number Guys, one, top of the list. Number one, Druid, Circle of the Moon. <laughs> this of should course. not be surprising. It is the one I know the best since I've played like one whole campaign as a druid and then a few partial campaigns as other things. But I like so, the, yeah, no, the versatility ahead. of it. The animal thing's a lot of fun. <laughs> I can just fly around and turn other people into animals eventually. <laughs> Show them how cool my life is. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I thought you actually had a really interesting take on uh, uh, a druid because, um, I mean, like, We've talked about this, and, and you know, druids are are like the real grassy. Yeah, they're people. crunchy. Yeah, they're crunchy. <laughs> I'm right, not a crunchy right. human. Yeah, no, and and <sighs> like Gorman was not. Gorman was. Gorman was on Rumspringa. Gorman <laughs> was. If he amazing. still wanted to be a druid. Yes. <laughs> Why are you, <laughs> <doing> you guys? <laughs> Acted like it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was on Rumspringer for <laughs> about a hundred years. I was wild now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Um. So let me ask you this. Uh. So since you played that uh, mm-hmm. with our um 
uh, in our campaign, uh-huh. what was out of battle? What was the the most uh, or the the best memory you have of Gorman outside of battle during our campaign? The best memory outside of battle after I swallowed the basilisk and we were running away. And I heard a stampede, and I really thought that the goblins who had loved this animal that ate everything were going to love me, like, in place of him. And I thought they were going to start chanting my name. Yes. And so I stood there waiting yes. for the stampede with my, because I was still a gnome then, so I had my three-foot body, my arms held over my head. I'm so ready for these goblins to come and just love me. Wave of goblins. And it was not, it was not bad. It was, it was hundreds of, so we, we found ourselves uh, basically spelunking in this cave, and, and we found ourselves, uh, after going through, we, we ended up in some kind of old ruin, and when we went down a corridor, a gate shut behind us, and out crawled this basilisk. And before the game even started, our uh, forever DM, Ben, let us know that, hey, just so you're aware, you might die this game. Mm-hmm. So we were all, like, you know, ready, very cautious as we were spelunking yeah. and checking everything out. So we go in there, and um, we look up, and it's basically this giant dome, and there's multiple layers with these holes. Uh, it's like an arena. Right, right. In in just hundreds and hundreds of goblins, right? And this, they all start chanting. What was the name, Chris? You're good with names. Uh, Moban 2? Mondando. Mondando. Oh, Mondando. 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 Yeah. yeah, so all these, all, all these, uh, um, Goblins are in this, uh, up in these like balcony windows that are looking down on this fight, going bundando, bundando. And this roar of hundreds of goblins was just cascading down upon us as we look forward, and there's this basilisk there. It was very ancient Rome battle to the death. Yeah. So, uh, and how that happened, it was hilarious, is, uh, well, the shitty thing is, is Steven's character, um, our <laughs> new DM and our guest from last week, uh, Steven's character ended up failing a uh, wisdom saving throw and he turned to stone. Mm-hmm. Just and, immediately. Yeah, yeah. so he died. He ended up dying in that <laughs> battle. And what was it, like the third round? Uh, yeah. Kate turned into a giant toad, swallowed the basilisk, couldn't get out, it died. Yeah. And it was over super, super quick mm-hmm. and easy, and it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, I thought they was... really should have respected me more for that. <laughs> the the goblins just go completely quiet, yeah. and they walk away from the windows, and like <laughs> we start leaving. And as we go down this corridor and take a left and go out into this big opening, uh, to the right of us is this giant cave that leads into darkness, mm-hmm. and then to the left of us is this locked door. And back to the right, it just started getting louder and louder yeah. and louder. Mm-hmm. And 
the ground started rumbling and you can start seeing a few of them start scattering out of the darkness and then it was just hundreds of goblins coming <laughs> after us and Gorman's just sitting there. My fans. Yeah. <laughs> My followers. I was ready to be a cult leader. I was yeah. ready to change. <laughs> Do you remember how you got out of that? I think you picked me up. I, yeah, Yorick, Yorick <laughs> picked you right up and just put you under his arm like a football mm-hmm. yeah. and ran through the door. <laughs> so... Let's. I, I kind of want to get the two sides of this. So, with everything mm-hmm. you experienced with Gormand, mm-hmm. I want to know what was your favorite thing being a Moon Druid, and if there's mm-hmm. anything about the Moon Druid you could change, what would it be? Oh, um, great question. I loved that I could turn into anything, pretty much anytime. That was really fun. Mm. I think what I would change. I had so many concentration spells. I don't know if that was just me choosing that or what, but I could never, I could almost never cast a spell. Or was it concentration that I can have while I'm still an animal? Concentrations which you can have. Okay. I didn't have enough of those then. (laughs) I want the opposite. I want to be able to cast a spell and then turn into an animal and have the spell keep going. Because that was annoying. And, uh, uh, like, that might be uh, just kind of a an experience thing and the more you play mm-hmm. you'll the more you'll like know the the spells to choose Maybe. from well i had that yeah. cool app that would sort out the spells like oh based yeah on how you could do it yeah and i yeah. feel like there weren't enough but i want to be a magic animal and also like i want to be able to fight them as an animal and also like kill them with spells yeah and i don't think that's asking too much no it's not i think that's, that's fine level 18 druid yeah yeah actually yeah, yeah. and still not all spells <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, that's but, yeah. Uh, I mean that's that's great. Uh all right, so yeah. uh that is number one, Chris. Uh, uh on to you. I've touched on this about a thousand times before in every other episode uh that's ever been mentioned. Uh my mm. number one top favorite subclass, far and away, Lorebard. Mm. Easily. What? Yep. Yeah. No. I know, right? I don't it's believe like it. it's like I've never that's <laughs> never been over ever. <laughs> I know, I've seen you play a bard for, like, five minutes. I feel like I got to see you play a bard. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you were very good at it, by you the were. way. Thank yes. You were impressive. No, yeah, no, he, he went on this, like, long speech to um, try to uh, charm a group of people, I think it was. Yeah, or... I was a glamour bard for that. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> no, and it was an amazing speech, and it was just... <laughs> It was just really good. Wait, my is man. Glamour Bard different than Lore Bard? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pick- oh, that's why your outfit was so fancy. Yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> all right. Um, lore Bards are basically, uh, they're for people like me who don't like making actual decisions in mm-hmm. things because Lore Bards are just good at everything. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. No kidding. You don't, okay. You don't have to be like, dis- try to decide, like, oh, do I, what do I want to be exactly? Because mm-hmm. just be a Lore Bard. You could be good at everything. Mm. Yep. Everything. That is the true skill monkey of the game. I know enough. That love sounds it. unfair. Yeah. It's uh, it's just my favorite subclass to be. Uh, there's so much utility. It's one of my only issues with D and D, like as a whole concept. Uh, is uh, until recently with the invention of new subclasses. Once you picked your, you know, your class and your subclass, you were very much locked into a into an almost predefined role mm-hmm, for like right. what you're expected to do based on your skill set. Mm-hmm. And I have a huge problem with that because I get bored easily when I do the same thing forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I read down the lore part. This is like when I first started, and I was like, oh, these guys can do everything. <laughs> 
Uh, at level six, they get access. They get early access to a bard feature called Magical Secrets, which mm-hmm. lets them pick spells from any, any other class. any oh other God. class's spell list. Oh, that's awesome! So I don't <laughs> I need about to, this. I don't need to think about. Uh, you know, oh, I'm I'm limited to exactly these bard spells, and like bard mm-hmm. spells are powerful, mm-hmm. but you unlock the magical secrets ability two levels early, and so you can just scoop up spells from other classes yeah. and fill whatever role your uh, your party currently needs, and it's just super convenient. Huh. Between that yeah. and um, uh, the regular uh, lore bards get an extra like two or three proficiencies uh, oh, when shit. they take the subclass, like. Yeah, you get three skills of your choice. Yeah, yeah, oh, three oh. three skill proficiencies. Uh, once you take that subclass, they just they can do everything, and they because they're bards, they have jack of all trades and expertise. So everything that they're not great at, they're great at, and everything that they're great at, they're amazing at. You know, I don't think I want to play that because that sounds too easy. See, <laughs> it's it is easy as long as you have plenty of people to hide behind because oh. they're not exceptionally strong. That makes sense. What if you were an orc? Ooh. It'd be a little harder to kill. Mm-hmm. Probably be worse at singing. You yeah. wouldn't be as pretty a face. Yeah. <laughs> that's subjective. I guess it depends on who we're encountering. Yeah, yeah and what kind yeah. of magic you have. I mean, if oh, you got this guy's self, right? But yeah, lore bards all the way. Uh, I mean, they get cutting subclass. words as they well. They get cutting words. Which is a lot of fun. Yeah. And the DM will always make you have to say it. Like, all right, what does he say? Oh, like, yeah. What does he do? And that's that's my favorite part about being a mm-hmm. bard, is instead of making my quips out of character, I just get to make them in character. <laughs> yeah. And, and then they do things. It's not just me being a mouthy dick. It's like, hey, <laughs> fuck you. Subtract a D8 from that. <laughs> I was in character. I didn't mean to insult you. Yeah. All right, Jesse. Yeah. All right. So on to me. So the first one I have down is, you know what? I'm going to uh, I'm gonna switch it up just so that no one else takes it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do Battlemaster. There it is. Yep. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean... I I really do love this class. It's it, you can do so much if you play it right. Uh I mean not only are you an absolutely like you're an absolute monster in in battle, right? You can be a tank with it, you can be a sniper with this class. Um you can well, I should probably explain the class a little. So, with a battle master, um at level four, uh, uh, sorry, at level three, you get to choose from this list of maneuvers that you're able to take, mm-hmm. and I believe you can choose five to start with. Mm-hmm. I uh, I should probably have that in front of me. <laughs> oh, uh, maneuvers? No, yeah, this will know. Uh, Don't look it up. Three or four, I believe. Okay, four. Yeah. I, I think it is. Let's four. say three and a half. Yes. Yeah. So you get you get to choose three and a half, mm-hmm. um, and then Tasha's just came out with some extra maneuvers that would have been really good for Yolrik because <laughs> he was a uh, he was definitely like a um, he was a tactician. With that, you can pick from these list of maneuvers, uh, and about half of them, if not more, probably like sixty percent of them, you can use that maneuver with a ranged weapon. So yeah. you you can be a, a battle master uh, and choose any weapon that you want to use and just still be an absolute absolute beast in battle. Now outside of battle, that's where I had the <laughs> most fun with this because uh, being a fighter and everything, like you're able to um, you know 
you can make things, you can, you know, search the forest, you can, you know, grapple people, you mm-hmm. can help the party get some food mm-hmm. by going hunting, you can protect everybody, you can take all the damage. I didn't realize the hunting was part of your subclass. I thought it's that was not like... part of the subclass. It's oh, just, okay. Yeah, You're just yeah, throwing sorry. in for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. I mean, that's, I was just throwing in, like, that's how I played him. You have a very impressionable new player here. So, yeah, no, um, so I mean, there's a, there's a few things that you do get with this, uh, class. So with the, uh, fighter class, right, Mm -hmm. you get to pick uh, an artisan tool, um, to be proficient in. Don't quote me on that, but. I'm quoting you on it. Keep going. This is outside the stat block style. Yeah. Make up rules. Uh, yeah, as the as the battle master, you gain uh, when you take the subclass. Right. One of the features you gain is the ability to gain a proficiency in an artisan tool. Right, and since I went the soldier route, I I did leather working with that, and then when I gained it in um, battle master as a battle master, mm-hmm. I picked up smithing. So I was able to make mm-hmm. a bunch of different mm-hmm. things, and by the end of it, like I was working with the artificer to make some dope ass shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I loved that. I loved the versatility. Of this character. Mm -hmm. Um, You have Know Your Enemy, too, where you can study your enemy and kind of get a little, like, size them up, basically. Interesting. Yeah. I read about that feature with someone else earlier today. Or a different subclass. mm -hmm. It seemed pointless and boring. (laughs) It's, um... It has its uses as mm-hmm. long as the, the game can account for it, because part of it involves being able to observe your target for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And the information you get outside is super combat, useful, yeah. but yeah, it has to be outside of combat, and yeah. the downside with it is a lot of the people that you may want to observe to gain this information on, uh-huh. are it's on site. Like, they see you and it's just like, oh, time to die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the one of the fun things that I like to do with it uh, as far as like the role-playing aspect is is like during the downtimes I can like go up to one of the players and be like, hey, uh what's your hit points? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's part of it. What's your what's your hit points? Is it higher or lower than yeah. <laughs> Oh I'm tougher. Right, yeah, he just uses it to brag. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't get it. I was like, he never gave me more hit points. Is yeah, no, because the, the feature uh it, the the way it scales is you're only allowed to learn that information based off of your own skills. Oh, okay. So he can observe someone for a minute and determine mm-hmm. if their hit point maximum is higher or lower or the same as his. Okay. Or strength score. Or dexterity score, yeah. uh, constitution, armor class, current hit points, total mm-hmm. class levels, um, fighter class levels, if any. Uh, so what mm-hmm. it is is like you, you, it's either you work with your DM for mm-hmm. it. Uh, you don't get all that information. I think you, you choose one. one. Yeah, right. You choose one of those things, and it's it's basically right? the amount. It's uh, it's akin to like uh, well, like Kate, you do like sewing and stuff. It's yep. be, it'd be the same as like you're like you know, a level 10, like, mm-hmm. seamstress. It'd be the same as you watching somebody else and being able to be like, oh, they're worse than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do that every day, all the time. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Walking, driving, hand gestures, anything. Yeah. I'll judge people on anything and be like, oh, I'm better than them. It's, it's exa- or I'm worse than them. Yeah, it's that. It's exactly that. It's okay. either. Absolutely. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. No, you would enjoy being oh. a battle master. That was a feature of it? Or what, yeah. yeah. Was it? It's okay. one of the subclass features. Yeah. Okay, nice. I always judgment. look at it as like sizing up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> judgment. Condescension. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's what it's called. Um... <laughs> 
but yeah, so the superiority die, like you, you get this, uh, you get these die that you're able to roll alongside of an attack, and it does uh, D8 at first, D10 at level 10, and at level 18, it's D12s. And those so are just extra points to you. Yeah, oh, it's okay. extra damage. There's also uh, different maneuvers you can do. You can parry and mm-hmm. uh, possibly completely negate somebody's attack. Yeah. By being able to take away the damage, you can run through a battlefield without getting mm-hmm. touched hmm. by using one to up your AC so that you can just run through the battlefield. You can, like, get one of your allies to attack. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's 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 a lot of utility there. That's yeah. cool. You can knock people prone. You can I didn't realize you were people. doing any of that when we were playing. Oh, wow, cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were too busy just, like, whooping their ass. Mouthing I, off. Yeah, and mouthing off, yes. Yeah. Um, but yes, that was my first one. All right. All right. I'm yes. going to try to go faster on my next one. All righty. Because we are taking up some time. Yes, and I feel like a little I'm, bit. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking. It's, I'm talking at people right now who all probably understand this a lot more than I do. Uh, well, I mean, you still besides you two, elaborate on your elaborate yeah. on your choices. That's important. Right. Mm-hmm. So my second one is Barbarian, the Totem of the Bear. Oh, oh the Totem Barbarian. Yes, but nice. the bear specifically. Okay. Because oh. I was pretty sure that that had to be specific until I read about barbarians this morning. <laughs> and I realized that not really. But if I if I were to choose a bear, wouldn't I have to stick with that? I couldn't no. go to the wolf or the eagle. Nope. Uh, d- oh, I could change d- So you get three choices throughout yeah. the, the subclass. You don't have to stick with one animal. Oh, I did not realize that. So yeah, that. at the third okay. level, you can take bear. At the mm-hmm. sixth level, you take uh, or se- or eighth or oh, whatever Oh, that's when you would switch it. It wouldn't six. be yeah. like... It wouldn't be like time to time. Well, yeah, it's oh. not, and it's not like switching it. It's just like yeah. if you start with bear, mm-hmm. the next one you pick, you don't have to pick bear. Okay, you can pick any right. of the other ones. The first oh, one you pick okay. stays the same, uh-huh. but you don't have to pick bear again. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah, but that's not what Reddit had me believe in all my researching of. Best- don't listen to Reddit. <laughs> I listen to Reddit <laughs> no shit, all the time. Right? <laughs> all my research for other games, I'm always looking up. That's a cool D and D to play. Cool D and D character, and but, everyone likes Totem of the Bear on Reddit. Yeah, for the for the, for the uninitiated, uh, why don't we uh, go over like Totem of the Bear a little bit? Mm-hmm. That specific uh, right. niche of the subclass. Here's what I got from it. Um, it seemed like it was like the options were fight, flight, and then help your friends with the eagle, the bear, and then the wolf. And so I understood why the fighting one seemed like way more fun than the others. <laughs> you got resistance to everything except psychic damage. Which seemed amazing. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. carrying capacity was doubled. That's for the sixth level. Only in battle. Yeah, that's okay. If you picked. Uh, um, if you pick bear again. Right. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. I didn't realize you repicked every time. That's really cool that you could change it. Um, and also, I got advantage. I would get advantage on strength saving throws, strength checks if I was trying to push or pull or yep. do something, but only to an object. Yeah. Which, meh. It. It comes in really handy. Yeah. Uh, if you're uh, in a situation that requires like moving or breaking out of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I can see that. Okay. Yeah. It's because uh, that extra advantage. Uh, mm-hmm. it, normally, you get advantage on that stuff when you're raging. It allows mm-hmm. you to get that advantage without having to burn through a rage. Ooh, and then not having to be exhausted after. Because yeah. I know that happens, guys. Uh, that only yes. happens. I to, know D and D. That happens hmm? to berserkers. Never mind. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I 100% understand how this game works. <laughs> It's why you're on. It's why we have. It's our guest spurt. To, to be fair, you have been playing for about a year now, mm-hmm. and you've already managed to pick up more than some people I play with. No, oh, thanks. Been playing for like several years. Well, it yeah. is really nice that everyone I play with. I felt like every turn I was going, "Hey, hey, can I do this?" Do you know if I can do this? I'd have to ask someone for advice at the table. But see, a, a lot of the time you would ask that, and the answer was always yes. Like you right. always had a firm grasp of what it is you could do. There was just always that double check of like, this seems too powerful. Am I sure I can do this? You guys, am I this good at this game? I need someone else to tell me. <laughs> Are you sure? Can I can I kill you right now? Yeah. Oh, I can. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> that just remind me of a uh, grandma's boy. Like, oh, what what happened? New high score. What's that? What's, <laughs> did I break it? Hey, did I break it? You guys, it says new high score. Did I break it? <laughs> I've actually never seen that movie. Oh my god, oh, man. It's so it's funny. Very funny. It's yeah, so dumb. Yeah. It's so stupid. <laughs> All right, so that was my second one. Totem of the Bear. Nice. Sweet. Or Totem. I don't know. Yeah, you guys totem. know what I mean. It's Path of the Totem Yeah, got warrior. it. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Right, 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 right. <laughs> All right. So on to you, Chris. What's your number two? My number two is uh, far and away the Grave Cleric. Uh, because though I have uh, a deep love for lore bards, um, I have never played one past like level five. I had a Grave Cleric that made it all the way to level 13 before dying very pathetically due to some bad dice rolls. Uh, <laughs> Blame it on the dice. Um, so I have, a, I have a decent amount of experience with the Grave Cleric, and as far as what I'm into about them, they are, in my opinion, they are better healers than Life Clerics. Because Life Clerics are like, they're all about... Uh, when they pass out their heals, uh, a lot of their abilities allow them to heal for a little bit themselves, or eventually just heal mm-hmm. for the maximum all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the life clerics are about keeping people alive. The grave clerics are about mm-hmm. making sure that once you're down, you never die. They get oh, that doesn't sound great. They get an intrinsic mm-hmm. ability uh, that allows them, uh, it gives them spare the dying as a cantrip just for free, regardless of anything. And mm-hmm. instead of making it a touch spell, it gives it a range of thirty feet. Oh wow, which is amazing. You can uh, you can stabilize someone from thirty feet away, which means as you know yeah, a soft wild. a oh. soft cleric, you don't yeah. have to get in the fray. Mm-hmm. And then their other feature is anytime you would heal someone who has zero hit points, mm-hmm. you don't have to roll the dice. It's oh. maximum healing. Oh wow! And because of the rules is written. Uh, there's this super cool cheese that you can do with that, where if you do like, <laughs> if you use uh, mass cure wounds or mass healing word, mm-hmm. if uh, one of the targets in the range of that spell has zero hit points because you don't mm-hmm. roll healing individually, mm-hmm. everybody gets max healing. <laughs> That's awesome. I use that to great effect many times. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, no. They've also got, uh, I think my favorite ability of theirs uh, that's really good for team play is clerics have a channel divinity ability that lets them do, you know, certain things by expending a usage of channel divinity. They all get, you know, turn undead. You make the, the undead run away by presenting your cross or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, grave clerics get a special one that I cannot remember the name of right now, but what it does is you basically pick a 
you know, your target. Uh, for the next instance of damage that they would take, mm-hmm. uh, they have weakness to it. Or, if they are immune to it, mm. that immunity goes away. Oh. For an attack roll. It's, um, I'm actually, I'm gonna look it up because I don't remember the name and it's bothering me. Da, 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 da. It is Path to the Grave. Hmm. Um, and it's really great to do if you can coordinate with your team because you can hold that mm-hmm. as an action or you can ready that action. Right, right. So if you like, if you plan with like your big scary barbarian mm-hmm. friend who has a giant fuck off axe, yeah, dude, mm-hmm. you can ready the action to be like, oh, as soon as the barbarian gets within striking distance of the creature, I'm going to channel divinity path the grave. So mm-hmm. as soon as that hit connects, they're going to end up taking double the damage. Wow, that's awesome. Damn. Because they get a weakness to it, no matter, no matter mm-hmm. what the damage type is. That's wild. Hmm. Dude, that's, that's big. That's really cool. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah. And that's the thing. Okay, so that's... See, the, it's one of the reasons why it's so much fun, too, to play um, with you guys at the table. Uh, it's, you know, um, clever strategy. You know, while we're playing, yeah, and um, and also having a DM that you know Rewards can that. not only reward it, but you know, like urges us to mm-hmm. likes that he wants to be challenged, and he would always <laughs> say that. Like, I I remember one of the times, like we, I don't know, something was said, and he was like, it it was, uh, I can't remember what it was about. But I know that he was like, you know what? Honestly, like, you're not going to, like, no one's going to break my game. You can try. Like, I urge you, please try. Do it. Like, you're yeah. not going to do it. It's not going to work out the way that you want it to. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he likes, he likes that challenge of, like, okay, um, I'm going to find a way around this. I've been doing this 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to work you, son. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, grave clerics are fantastic. They have, uh, you know, they have a lot of a lot of tools in their kit. Uh, they're like their prepared spell list, like their pre-prepared, um, the ones they can just get for taking that domain. Yeah, are some of the best cleric spells. Uh, one, like you get uh, revivify is just always prepared, which is amazing. Mm. Not not having to remember to prepare that mm-hmm. is great because I'm dumb and I forget to prepare key spells all the time. Um, what's uh what's revivify? Uh, it is a third level spell that uh, for the cost of a 300 gold diamond, uh, if somebody has been dead for a minute or less, you basically mm-hmm. defibrillator mm-hmm. them back to life. Hmm. Isn't there one? I thought there was a subclass that did that for free. Uh, no, there is uh, the Zealot Barbarian, uh, that's what which is when of. when yep. they're down, spells that would revive them do not do require not. material components. That's oh. insane. Hmm. Yeah, if you can if you can somehow manage to get a Zealot Barbarian and a Grave Cleric together, mm-hmm. you is unkillable, you're, yeah, unkillable you're duo. Gonna, yeah, oh. not, yeah, because the Barbarian will just stomp face on whatever goes near the Cleric, and if the Barbarian mm-hmm. goes down for whatever in the Cleric, is just like, nah, stand up. <laughs> is that what that we're gonna awesome. do today in steven's game for his first time dming uh, no i'm just i kidding. think i've made steven suffer enough with a zealot barbarian <laughs> <laughs> made us all suffer enough it was an accident i'm sorry <laughs> that was hilarious i didn't think about it <laughs> i don't understand uh our, when we played the uh oh the level 20 thing yeah. that's what you were yeah the unkillable thing yeah yep okay mm-hmm. oopsie all right, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, magic. I item. was well out of it by that point. I Mag- didn't care. 
magic item mm-hmm. plus the zealot warrior. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, about, I don't know, it was probably like a, about an hour into the game or so, mm-hmm. maybe two hours in. Yeah. Uh, we're all fighting, and then he went, oops. And we were like, <laughs> what? And he's like, I accidentally did something. I'm a dick. <laughs> It was surprisingly good. It was nice of you to Sudoku yourself, though. I did. Yeah. Dude, that uh, was the party. That was. I think that was the coolest part of it. That like, was hilarious. Yeah, no, it was. It was like so. The what we did is like uh, I. So once I found out that he was unkillable, and how he was unkillable was he had this uh, plethora of like 250 hit points, something like that. Yeah, I had, to start, I had almost 300 HP. This is a little bit of a detraction, oh so God. let's do this and then yeah. try and hop back yeah. on. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I had uh, about 300, I was one off. I had 299 max hit points, so that in and of itself mm-hmm. is already a pain in the ass to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a Zealot Barbarian, which at 14th level, they gain a feature that says their rage, uh, as long as they're raging, even if they drop to zero hit points, they don't die. And the other thing with Barbarians is your, uh, they gain a feature, Relentless Rage. Your rage doesn't end unless you decide to end it. Right. Um, and part of the features with the, the level 14 thing is it's like, okay, you're at zero hit points, but you still have to make death saves. And you still suffer the normal effects uh, of you know, taking damage while making death saves. Right. But uh, until your rage ends, you don't die. Mm-hmm. And one of the magic items I chose was the periaptive wound closure, which states that on the beginning of your turn, if you're dying, you immediately stabilize with one health. Which means that I effectively made a character that you cannot kill without... You're just gonna recycle yourself. Yeah. You're just gonna be those three arrows going around and around forever. Yeah. A character yeah. that you effectively cannot kill without finding some way to end my rage through mm-hmm. magic. Right, right. And then, luckily, we had a uh, monk in our crew that hit you with um the punch that stops your heart oh i thought um, you walked into electricity it was uh no it was a it was a kind of a twofold plan it was uh our dm allowing one of our uh, allowing the rogue rogue to to steal steal the periapt off of me and then um and then the monk who took a level in uh who are not not through a level through a racial uh bonus had the sleep spell so it was just a matter of getting oh, my hp okay. low enough that they could put me to sleep that's funny yep. but because i didn't want to wait for that to happen because we'd already been playing for two hours mm-hmm. i just decided to end my rage willingly after he took the parry out yeah yeah <laughs> yep. yep. no in, in mm-hmm. like the uh, i'll make this quick but right mm-hmm. before uh you ended your rage uh in character you were very arrogant and was like, nobody can stop me. All of you can try to stop me. You can't stop me, and I'm going to help you even try. And he gave us all advantage to hit him. And he was just like, come at me, bro. <laughs> I don't remember that part. I probably walked away. You were already dead. I had yeah. wandered somewhere else. Yeah, that makes sense. You turned into a brontosaurus. Uh-huh. And then you turned, uh, turned like back to him. You guys were all invisible, and so I was going to summon a pack of dogs to sniff you out, because I didn't know how to see anyone, and I was like, oh, smells are still there. And this Zach, is a smart idea. And then Zach exploded your heart. I know. Yep. Well, I didn't realize that I was one-hit killable. <laughs> Did I be so attractive as, you know, the first person to die? I was like, they'll keep me around for a while. I'm great. <laughs> I'm just a well, fun we person were, to play with. We were all hiding. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, yeah, it was very visible. But anyway, that aside. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move forward. Okay. Um, so my second pick is mm-hmm. Arcane Trickster. I mm. I 
I love the rogue. Uh, I have about, I, I think I have four mm-hmm. uh, rogue subclasses in my uh, <laughs> 20, like uh, out of the 22. Uh, actually, Options no, I have more than that. I think I have five <laughs> subclasses from rogue. Um, I love the rogue. I think they're amazing. Mm-hmm. They're skill monkeys in themselves. Um, and they're also like very powerful. And you can, they can be the face of the party. They can steal. They mm-hmm. can trick people. Like the I, that that savviness of of being able to, you know, uh, slip through a crowd and pick a pocket and slip oh, yeah. through the crowd and throw it in the the guy that's yelling at your pocket and then come back and be like, hey, he stole your thing, yeah. and then they're fighting while we dip like that. I, I love the the. Talk about versatility, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, no, they're they're amazing. You can easily stealth and hide, and um, yeah, no. Uh, now with the arcane trickster, I love the magic with it. I love the I love how like it's that um that chemistry that they have, like that little bit of magic. And I mean, it's a half caster, so they only go up to uh, fifth level spells. Yeah, um, at well, level twenty. But oh yeah, technically. <laughs> right, right. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, so they uh, they get their they get a um, their pick of spells as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I should have it open in front of me. No. Um, it, it's like level uh, seven. Help me out. This no, it's higher than that. Um, where they get to pick from any spell in the uh, in the wizard spell book. At like anything. Oh no, I was thinking of spell thief. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. that's spell the one thief. that I was saying. Uh, they get they can go up to level five technically. Mm. What are you looking at now? I was trying to find because I could have sworn that it's their their spell list is chosen from the wizard spells, and they can pick. I believe it's enchantment or illusion spells. Yes, okay. and uh, the spells you learn at eighth, fourteenth, and twentieth level can come from any school of magic. Oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. What I was that's, yeah, because awesome. normally they're restricted to enchantment and illusion spells. Right, mm-hmm. right, and I mean the the symmetry that it goes with. Uh, I mean, you can get grab the cantra booming blade and. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, dude. As a as an uh, as a rogue, yeah, like, that's wild. Uh, level nine, you can hide, cast a spell on somebody, and not be seen. Yeah, because they have silence mm-hmm. spell. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, they get disadvantage on the save. Yeah, like hmm. if you're hidden and you cast a spell on someone, mm-hmm. they can't see you casting that spell, and they get disadvantage on that saving throw. Like that's. That's amazing. That's where like uh, Tasha's hideous laughter, yeah, like comes in beautifully. Oh, hey, you wait a second and just roll on the ground. We're gonna take care of the rest of you, and then we'll come back to you. Um, but yeah, the I mean the invisible mage hand, st- like stupid versatile. If you know how to use it, it, it works out amazing. I mean, they get um, what is it at thirteenth level? You gain the ability to distract with your mage hand. So you can uh, you can basically give yourself advantage on the roll by having your mage hand, yeah. uh, you know, be basically be do the help, yeah, you know, the help, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and that's I mean that's amazing. The you can steal things from thirty feet away, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You can pickpocket people from that's thirty so feet fun. away. Yeah, you can also plant shit on somebody from thirty feet away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's so dope. 
There's yeah. a lo- there's a you lot of interesting the- out of combat mm-hmm. utility for yeah. the arcane trickster. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go up and like poison someone or half poison or something, mm-hmm. and then you don't have to go up. <laughs> you yeah. can just do that, and then you just slip the poison in that person's pocket, mm-hmm. and then you go, "Don't eat that." Hey, he just poisoned it. I saw him. Check him. Search him. He has poison. Yeah. And then, like, they're going after this dude. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I love the arcane tricks. That's dude. really cool. Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, they're smart. They're fun. They're, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're wily. It's, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. So, Arcane so, Trickster. The, uh, the only problem with talking about subclasses with D&D nerds is that we mm-hmm. have a tendency to ramble a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. So, I'm thinking, uh, I like the idea, yeah, we're going to have to cut it yeah, to three. Alright. Oh, then my last all one right, then. So, yeah, Kate, here you go. Oh, this is the last no. one. This is going to be the one that defines you. Okay. So, you've got Moon Druid, Totem, oh, Totem Barbarian. What's, oh, what is God. the last defining subclass? Oh, guys, my last one, I put it as a joke. The last one on my list, I put a ranger in there just so we can all laugh about <laughs> it. I'm not kidding. What did I pick? The, some kind of ranger. Anyway, <laughs> just, just ranger. in case one of you guys picked it, I won't say which one it was that I wrote down as a joke. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, it's going to be, here we go. I didn't write down that page number, but I chose one that I've never played, much like the Barbarian, since I just read about these and go, I bet this one would be amazing. Um, I chose Warlock the Archfey. There we go. Oh, okay. Ah, nice. Archfeys are cool. Here's, Here's why. Yes, go ahead. I got one solid reason, and that's it. The um the beings that like they make the pact with had the coolest names. <laughs> <laughs> that was really like the Prince of Frost, the Queen of Air and Darkness, ruler of the Gloaming Court. That's one that's one title. Yeah. That's just one person. That's how I picture like the character saying it too. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you know who I'm affiliated with? Yeah. Person, <laughs> the Prince of Fools, and also at the end, Ancient Hags could also be an option. Just yeah. that, that's not a person, that's all lowercase. It's just, yeah, just either get these cool people, hags. or just some hags. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Take your pick. <laughs> ah, so, what do you want up there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or you could have the Prince of I don't, Sunlight and Darkness. Archfair Warlocks are, are super cool. They're, um, I really like them for their, uh, Again, a lot of these are, a lot of my favorite stuff is a lot of their out-of-combat utility. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The yep. Archfey Warlocks are perfect for that. They are, they are designed for social encounters. Mm-hmm. They are designed to walk into a room, mm-hmm. find the most important person in a room, and just convince mm-hmm. them that they're best friends now. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so fun. That's, that's, that's so their, cool. whole, their yeah. whole vibe. Nice. Is they just, they are... They are the the archetypal like that thing that everybody talks about about how like the devil is always like this super smooth talker who can yeah. talk anyone in a day. That yeah. is the archfey. Oh, that's fantastic. That is what the archfey does. They oh. walk into a room and they just wheel and deal and social climb their way up to this absolutely untouchable status uh-huh. until incredibly important people just inherently mm-hmm. trust them for absolutely no reason. Oh, when I was looking into totally playing... talking me into wanting to play one. Yeah, <laughs> like when... that sounds amazingly fun. When I wanted to do the um when we were gonna do the evil campaign we were talking about that and i really wanted to be like a televangelist yeah i was looking up i was trying to figure out what could be a televangelist like how that would translate into a character yeah and i saw so many suggestions because i was not the first person to ask google this or yeah. reddit it was reddit there was a lot of reddit, it was reddit. Um, 
<laughs> I figured let's it was not, gonna... Let's not uh, uh, hide anything here. Let's not... You There's know. so much Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, We're not shining a turd. <laughs> <laughs> but so many people were suggesting Warlock and Sorcerer, some kind of, like, blending of those. And I had been thinking Bard, and I was like, oh, I'll get to play a Bard, and it'll be so fun, and I'll get to be Southern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I just lost you guys' listeners. <laughs> no, I mean, no, just give them a little bit of your southern accent that you were going to do for the game that you practiced. Oh, nope, didn't practice one. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I know that you were going to, though. Like, you did say that. I was gonna, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Archfey, yeah. Very solid choice. Nice. Thanks, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like I got your approval. <laughs> okay. Uh, my third choice is actually uh, in the in the vein of Warlocks as well. Uh, it's one that I just played uh, in our last campaigns, the Hexblade. Uh, they are just so fun, so <laughs> overtuned. Probably one of the most broken subclasses that Wizards has ever made. Uh, I love them so much. They perfectly encapsulate my favorite like idea of a powerful character, which is somebody that manages to both combine using a weapon and magic at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because isn't that the ultimate fantasy, is you have somebody who's <laughs> skilled in combat, mm-hmm. but also has the ability to throw spells around. Like, that's just... That when you think of like your archetypal hero, it's like dude with a long sword who's like got a fireball in one hand. It's like that—that <laughs> that is the vibe that you can pick up with a hexblade. I hadn't realized because you were playing it so well. I guess I hadn't realized that you um only had like two spell slots. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, I had no idea. It was like months <laughs> into it when you were like, "No, I'm out of spell slots. I only had two. And I was like, "What? Really? <laughs> You've been doing so many things." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's the thing. It's uh, it's one of the things I like the most about Warlocks is because their spell slots are limited but come mm-hmm. back on a short rest, you really have to try and make the most out of, you know, your limited spell slots and mm-hmm. your your invocations and your cantrips and everything that you can do that doesn't involve burning any key abilities. Mm-hmm. They're just so much fun. And uh, Hexblade combined with the third level Pact of the Blade feature, who doesn't love the idea of just being able to, to summon you know, your weapon, mm-hmm. like that yeah, whole, like, just that was will amazing. the weapon Absolutely. into your hand. I yeah. didn't realize, okay. All right, I never put that together. That was part of your subclass. I thought it was just like a Ben thing. Uh, nope, it's, uh, it's part of the, the third that level. That was so cool. Uh, oh, my God. Blade, whatever you make your packed weapon, yep. you can summon and disperse it. Oh, my God. And it just, that's, that whole vibe to me is just super cool. Just it that was really whole, cool. like, summon your weapon out of nowhere thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very just, jealous of that. It, it, it speaks to the, the inner younger Chris that liked a lot of anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, really, though. No, it's, it's, it's definitely very reminiscent of, mm-hmm. like, that anime culture. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, uh, they're just fun. They're mm-hmm. fun, and you can... You know, you can play them either getting super heavy into the melee or getting mm-hmm. super heavy into the spells. They're just, they're a very useful uh, class. They do mm-hmm. a lot really well. And I played, you know, I played one all the way to level 10. I'm currently mm-hmm. playing another one in a different game. Ha, huh, that's funny. Another Hexblade one? Yep. Okay. They're just, they're fun. Is, they're that, is just, it the same character? No. No, okay. no, no. This one's an asshole. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Scald was a good person. <laughs> he was. Tried the dad of the group. <laughs> yeah, no, he was the the pops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Hexblade. I mean, every every party needs to have one, right? Yeah, oh, someone yeah. had to keep us in line. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now that uh, we have Chris's last pick with Hexblade Warlock, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go with my last pick. 
my final pick is going to be a class that um, I feel like would be so much fun to roleplay, but I feel like it would be a little underpowered um, because I don't think that there's enough necromancy spells. Mm. And that is the necromancy subclass of the wizard. Yeah. And I, the, the mm-hmm. roleplay possibilities so fun oh my god it would be amazing just being able to like hey these are uh my minions oh here's some leather armor here's some bows yeah you know it'd be amazing you know oh oh hey do you guys do you guys want a bridge over there hold on a second hey (laughs) hey buddy hey go make me a fucking bridge huh (laughs) what are you doing can a grave cleric also be a necromancer okay um yes yeah. okay i thought i'd seen something about yeah, that they, i obviously don't know the details there's also okay. a uh um in death, the, death domain cleric death domain cleric they're, oh they're, right okay they're more about death domain is different than the grave cleric yeah oh i thought yes. people were just using those interchangeably no no they're uh, very similar grave uh grave is more responsible with keeping the balance between life and death oh they, okay do you remember kelimvor the god we dealt with yep Kelimvor is a grave cleric deity. Oh, okay. Death, oh, he was terrifying. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. death clerics are more in the realm of, uh, they don't much care for that whole sanctity of death thing, and they use okay. death to their advantage, and they're evil, and they just like to yes. kill and Oh, cool. be bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. I say cool, like, excitedly, and it sounded terrible. No, but I mean, it does sound cool, though, <laughs> Yeah, it right? sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like it would be a lot of fun to, uh, mm-hmm. to RP. That was actually gonna be the, yeah. my mm-hmm. other pick, but I decided to go with, uh, Necromancer. I saw a really great, like, little comic once about a really lovable Necromancer who didn't raise the dead, he raised your spirits. <laughs> <laughs> and I always wanted to roleplay like that, I thought that'd be so fun, a really optimistic oh Necromancer. Oh, man, <laughs> giving people hugs <laughs> oh, oh my fuck. god that is hilarious like <laughs> yeah no that sounds like a great time mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. oh fucking a all right well um i think that's gonna uh wrap it up today yeah, yeah. uh we didn't get to questions we ended up <laughs> soaking up way too much of the uh wonderful, wonderful I actually i do have one quick question yeah how do you play D D? Because I am still not sure. Totally. Can we just do that real quick at the end? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You basically show up Uh with the dice Uh and just keep rolling them. Okay. Just roll them. Got it. Tell, just shout the numbers on them on your rolls out loud, and everyone else at the table will tell you what it is you need to do. Eleven. Okay. Now I'm d and All right. Perfect. Excellent. All right. Thanks, guys. Mark <laughs> experience. Wait, no. Nope. I've been tweeting that question to you guys for weeks, and you've been ignoring me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I thought you were kidding. <laughs> no. no. But anyway, this is, this is very embarrassing for you. <laughs> so if you've made it this far, thanks for sticking out. Um, feel free to uh, contact us on uh, Twitter at OTSBlock or hit up our website, OutsideTheStatBlock.com where you can send us, uh, you know, questions that I swear to God, once Ben gets back and organizes this again, I promise we'll get back to. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> uh, or, you I know, know, you leave, the, like, Ben was always the regulator. Mm-hmm. You yeah. leave the two biggest gum flappers yep. that I know. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> ben, 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 we're ben. not going to get to shit. He was the dad. Shit. Every group needs a dad. Yeah, no, he it's was true. The dad. He was the daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't. 
No. Well, that's fine. Go so, ahead. yeah, hit us what? up on OutsideTheStatBlock.com <laughs> for questions or if you have, like, a topic you want us to talk about or if there's, uh, you know, anything anything involving D&D that you'd like to hear us ramble about endlessly, hmm. uh, go ahead and do that. Also, if you listen to us on uh, on Spotify or, uh, or check us out on Spotify, rather, if you listen to us on Apple, hit us up with that solid review, which I can finally say yes. I've been calling for it for I'm like so proud of you 20 guys. episodes now. We finally got our first five-star review, and I've been saying I was going to read it out, so I'm going to read it out. It's real simple, and I don't care. I'm happy anyway. Yeah, no. <laughs> this, is by, uh, this is by Mikey Change. Uh, this is great indie cast, great chemistry, sound quality, humor, and information. And you know oh, what? Good for you guys. Thank you very much, Mikey. That yeah, is no, that, that actually like that means a lot. That's great. Yeah, Aww. no, thank you. Yeah, 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 that's that's awesome. It really helps us out. Uh, the more people that do that, the more that you know our our podcast will jump into that cog. It'll be another cog in the wheel. No, yeah, that's not. That's the same. I think that was right. There's something there's in there. There's close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like there's a machine. There's cogs. You yes. get all the pieces. They we'll can put there. something together themselves. Right. Right. Something. Yeah, something. Yeah. Pieces. You got of a it. Puzzle. No, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure they knew what I meant. That's but yeah, thank yeah. you very much. And to everyone else, you know, feel free. Give us that five star. Send us a little rating. I'll <laughs> gladly read it out. I uh, love doing it. Love hearing from you guys. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and do me a favor. Um, because before we go off, uh, I. Miss the shit out of you, Ben. And I just wanted Aww. to say that. Um, uh, I understand um, why you moved, and I get it, man. Opportunities uh, pop up, but uh, I miss you, buddy. Um, and uh, I'm happy that uh, you're doing well. And I'm going to ask a shout out to our fans and um, throw, uh, maybe go on a, a Twitter and just let them know. How much you miss hearing his voice <laughs> yeah. on our podcast? He would absolutely love that shit. Mm-hmm. So, and if he inevitably listens to this before you guys do, Ben, we're not sorry about this. Deal with it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not because I really do miss you, buddy. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, uh, did you already say your name? No, I didn't. Okay, cool. I'm gonna kick it back to uh, Chris. All right, so I've been Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Kate. And thank you again, Kate, by the way, yeah, for joining thanks us. Thanks for having really. me, guys. Yeah, thank, no, thank you. Thank this you was fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you I enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. I'm glad I could speak for all women for the end day. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I asked. I, I, no, I told him yeah. that I pulled all the women. They were fine with it. Okay. Yeah. They were great with me being the voice. See, yeah, I, knew, I knew mm-hmm. there was some kind of way that you all communicated like yep. that. My girlfriend's been lying to me. Yeah. <laughs> We do it through our ovaries. They're like walkie-talkies. Oh, okay. Yep. I don't... I, uh, what? I don't... Nope. Well, uh, you're not a woman. Uh, okay. So, can't prove me wrong. Go play pretend with your friends. Subscribe! <laughs>